coming to you live. Origins and adaptations. My name is Andrew. And I'm Cody. And this is episode 54. Yay, yay! Woo, woo, woo. We've been gone for a little bit, and it's I do apologize. You know, lives. We we've get been sick. off this podcast for a hot you minute. You know, it's the holidays. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. First Merry, day of Star- Merry Star Wars season. Maybe, I think, the first day of Hanukkah. It is, actually. I think I, I saw that. Yeah? Uh, Merry then, Star Wars Merry season. Merry Star Wars season. Yeah. You know, 12 days of Star Wars is almost over. Um, sad. It's sad. It really is sad. I mean, but it, it's sad that Twelve Days of Star Wars. Our our little inside yeah. joke of Twelve Days of Star Wars is over. It's almost over. But the end of Twelve Days of Star Wars is, is Star, Star Wars. Wars. So, yeah, you guys will be hearing more about that on next week's episode, um, where we bring in our good friend Kevin and we talk about the Kevin. movie. We're going to talk Kevin. about Star Wars this year, what's been happening, and then, you know, of course, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, if you aren't planning on seeing The Last Jedi this weekend, you're a fool, and uh, you won't be able to listen to next week's episode. Mm. So, with that saying, let's get started right into this one. Yep. Uh, with a big, big headline. Uh, Disney is in the midst of acquiring Fox, the mo- like the the whole thing, all of Fox. Yeah. Um, and apparently, uh, and it's not because Disney went out and was like, "We're going to go buy Fox," and so they're they like uh-huh. pushed them into it. Fox went up for sale, uh, so it went up for sale, and the two studios that were really going for it were Universal and Disney. Huh. Um, and Di- uh, Universal. I believe yesterday or this morning dropped out. Okay. Uh, and Disney it said that they will announce everything happening with that on Thursday. Uh, what's going on there? So we it's all in limbo right now. And so I just want to like get your take on what you think uh, of this. Well, I mean, it's not surprising. I feel like Disney owns the universe. Yes. Um, but the only thing I have to say is that Disney is relatively consistent yeah. at what they do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Starbucks. Um, they're consistent at what they do, whether you like it or not. Yeah. The, quali- the, the quality of what they do and what they go for. Is consistent. It's consistent, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't consider myself a Disney... Um, I'm not a huge Disney fan of like all their work, but they've yeah. got a lot of quality stuff out there. So yeah, I, I, mean, I, I mean, obviously, I obviously the brands Star that they Wars and Marvel. Them, yeah, the brands under them are it's enough. things that we care about. Uh, totally. So what this could mean, um, there's there's many a theory of what this what would happen. Either A, uh, Disney buys out Fox's assets, um, so they get all their Marvel stuff back, and then they kind of start closing down some of the studios within Fox. Um, that is one thing they could do. Uh, I am 
I am hesitant and uh, with that because as much as I would love, you mean hesitant to say you're excited about it? Yeah, uh, because as much as I would love, I mean, I want Fantastic Four back at Marvel. They can do wonderful oh, things sure. with Fantastic yeah. Four. Uh, I want them to have X Men, but I don't know if I want them to have the spinoffs of X Men. So like New Mutants, um, X Force, Deadpool. Because then we don't get movies as much as like I found Logan not interesting. I know it was huge. I know a lot of people who did like it. Sure. Uh, you, Logan would not be made under the Disney name. No. Um, neither would Deadpool. And I have a friend, no. um, Kimmy, who she likes the Deadpool movie. And like we were talking about this and I said, like, what's your favorite superhero movie? And she was like, I really like Deadpool. And she's not a huge comic book reader. So if... And I'm guessing the reason she liked it is because of how over the top it was able to be. Right. And I don't think you can get that from Disney. No, that movie holds a unique place in the superhero movie world. Yeah. And you're right, taking Disney into the picture and taking Fox out would kind of yeah. make so, that impossible. So what I for am a sequel, for right? That, that's or well, you know the sequel to keep, already it, to keep it going. Out. Yeah, yeah, and for future stuff. So instead of like, and not just Deadpool, but say a Moon Knight movie, which is right, anything be, related to it yeah. would be kind of like okay. Yeah, and so I, at this point, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm hoping for Disney to buy Fox. And then keep Fox and say, we're going to send our like darker, more adult movie, like yeah, Marvel can, movies to It can be their, you. Uh, their Max or their and, Vertigo. Yeah, exactly. And I really hope they In do that. In film form, yeah. I really hope that they do do that, um, that they're able to go that route. Where they still have the creativity charge over it, and you can have someone who's looking out for what this is, but then we can get more of the rated art stuff. Under that, this is totally off topic, but aren't there other studios that Disney already owns that are Miramax that, and Miramax, Touchstone? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And those, well, I don't know, I don't know much about Touchstone, but Miramax has made edgy mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, they have, and so they've done it before. So, which is why I'm like, yeah, as long they as they keep it. that model and just go with that, yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with it. No, but my worry is that they won't, and that they'll take the Marvel stuff and they'll still do like Alien. And um, is Terminator Fox? I should know the answer to that. I've watched those movies so much. Yeah. Um, and, s- and so, like, I don't think keep those ones so, where no. they are like the radar, like kind of the edgier stuff. And I can see them keeping Fox around for that to release all that stuff because those make money for them. That ju- they just print money for them. Yeah. I'm, um, look- I'm looking that up by the way. Okay. Uh, and so I think. They're going to do that, but I'm worried that they'll just take the Marvel stuff, the assets, and go, we're just going to create, we're going to give this to Marvel Studios, and they'll create our Disney universe, which I enjoy, and I love it, and it's Mm -hmm. my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, I love the MCU, but I understand and I respect the the place and the... Uh, impact that these other Marvel movies have had um, with how they've able to gone. They didn't have a boundary that they had to be under. Um, so I, I, that's my worry and, and my hope. Like it's weird. I, I feel weird about this. Um, 
Yeah. I, I'm excited for Fantastic Four to be under Marvel. That is the one thing. Yeah, that's going to be sweet. Where I'm, That's I'm where just, it should have been. I'm very happy with that. And I don't know about X-Men. Uh, the only one thing I know that won't be affected, people were worried about Legion, the TV show. Uh-huh. Uh, Marvel was already creatively helping with that. So uh, I'm not worried about that mm. being um, changed. It was uh, Terminator was under Orion, Orion, okay. which was a joint collaboration, I believe, between United Artists and Warner Brothers. Okay, so founded in seventy eight. So WB. Yep. Uh, oh, I wonder if that's under Universal now, because there was a Terminator ride at the Universal Studios. Probably then it would have to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would imagine, or I they have some kind Universal of rights. Universal has the rights to them now. I think. Um, yeah. So that's the big one. That's I would say that's uh currently in the news. That yeah. is probably the biggest headline right now is the Disney buying Fox. Um it could mean a lot of things for their TV shows. Uh we just don't know at this point what It means the kind of media they generate is going to could potentially change. Yeah. And so I'm excited And with that you always get your handfuls of disappointed but, fans. Yeah. And and you have your people who are just annoyed. That Disney owns everything. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing, though, is Disney still is putting out, like you said, qual- consistent quality. It's a consistent quality and so in their product. I would be annoyed if Disney, if I hated everything Disney made uh, and they've bought Fox. But right. I, but I don't. Yes. Um. To me, it would have been more questionable if Universal bought Fox, because I'm more I question more of the quality of Universal's movies over Disney's movies, mm-hmm. especially recently with their whole let's try to just redo or like create sequels off of stuff like the Mummy. Yeah. Um. And I man, that Jurassic. Did you see the second Jurassic World trailer? You were I there did. when we were, I, watched I watched it that. again too. Yeah, and they I, well for one thing they give away one part which has to be one of the apexes or one of the climaxes of the movie with the T Rex at the end. I don't think I think that's at the beginning. Really? No, no. The blah, with blah, the blah. volcano exploding. I'm pretty sure the volcano exploding stuff is going to be the near. it's the, it's the last thing you see in the trailer. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be at the like. Closer to the beginning of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. It looks more like it'd be at the epicenter of the movie. Yeah. To me. I, I don't think the volcano exploding is going to be the climax of the movie. Well, it, it looks like it's going to be one of the best parts, and they kind of just... I'm just saying they kind of pissed the, uh, you know, the intensity away by showing that much action. Yeah. In there, my opinion. There's a lot of things that I was annoyed with this trailer for, but... I didn't. Dude, I didn't like g- it. Go, go uh, ahead. And, oh, go ahead. Um, I the music. Hear. First of all, the music was. Is, I, I was complaining about that too. It's yeah. not Jurassic Park. It's not and at it's all. Not even good. Like it was unfitting. It was very ee, ill-fitting. It's like ee, ee. It's just like what is this? Yeah. It sounded like someone put it in the Garage Band. Yeah. And like just grabbed something from that. Uh, it was weak sauce. Also, as as cool as it was, I felt like. The people weren't in the environments. Like when the right. dinosaur shows up and there's the, they're in the glass ball and Chris Pratt's about to get into it and then that one dinosaur shows up when the T Rex comes and eats it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt like he that him and that dinosaur 
weren't I know they're not because it's right. a CG dinosaur, but but it's like what are they trying to pull? Yeah, like, like I was it just looks, like it I looks even, pretty lame. Yeah, that's what I felt. Um, also, his weird run when he was running, he's like, he's like, he's got, yeah. he's like, what? I don't know. It was I was underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed by the trailer. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I wanted from it. I don't think I wanted anything from it uh, because I felt like the first one left off pretty fine. Yeah. Like, we didn't need this movie. No. In my opinion. I actually did like Jurassic World for what it was, mm-hmm. and I know it ain't a, it ain't a perfect film. No, it's I, entertaining, I though. get that. I was very entertained by yeah. it, yeah. And I would say if you had to see it, watch it in theaters. Yeah. Like, it was a good, it was a good theater if, experience. I don't know if it will hold up as much in, like, a living room aspect. Probably not. Yeah. Um, so much of it is sound- based and yeah and, and how it just flies at you yeah and i think i kept trying to compare it to the first jurassic park where it's n- not mm-hmm. to me it's just not the intensity is not even close no i don't know how the first jurassic park i don't know if you can recreate what the first jurassic park did with how terrifying like until you're like 13, mm-hmm. how scary that movie actually is. Yeah, that movie is genuinely just thrilling start yeah. to finish. There's not a bum moment. No. Nothing I, about that whole that whole picture, nothing about it is dull. No, and even though at the end when you're like, oh, these people are going to make it out alive, that velociraptor scene in the kitchen, you're like, uh-huh. those, those kids are going to die. Oh, yeah, that and scene so, terrified me as yeah, a child. I was yeah. so worried for those kids. Yeah. And that one scene where the Velociraptor's flying at the kid and it's just the, the reflection. Yeah, and then the two, oh, yeah, yeah. I love then, that part. It's that so was, good. See, you didn't really see things like that in movies. Like, not uh, twists, but like little uh, little unexpected, like, oh, it's just the kid's reflection. Yeah. I think Jurassic Park was one of those movies that, like, the way the, way the uh, not, not fight scenes, but the, the way the action scenes worked, it mm-hmm. wasn't always predictable. Yeah. It was kind of flying at you in uh, different ways. Yeah. Pe- people died in scenarios when you thought they weren't going to, and, and people, you know, survived when you thought they were going to die. Yeah. So, Universal. Just, I don't know, the quality of their stuff hasn't been as great lately, so I'm... N- really, the only Universal movies that I really love are the classic ones. Yeah, and then Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> is that Universal? Yeah, it is. And at the beginning, instead of the where it's like dun dun, I should dun, I should say this: the dun, the only dun, movies that dun, I dun, dun, am like a really huge geek over that yeah, are universal that are universal yeah. ones are like the classics. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so moving on from that, uh, other news: two little tidbits is Woody Harrelson is joining the Venom movie hmm. that I'm not excited about, but if he's if he's Carnage, I wouldn't be too upset about that. That could be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know enough about what the guy who becomes Carnage looks like or acts like before. I, I know he's, so he's a, a criminal. Red Hood, but he's a criminal, He's right? a serial killer, yeah. yeah. And he's, like, insane. Um, Are there any... Cletus Cassidy, I think, is his Any, name. you know... I know that Pre- Woody. Pre-rec- would you say there are any prerequisites for, like, what that guy has to look like or act like or... Insane, just not physically intimidating or any of that. Well, Cleus Cassidy is like a he's like scrawny, okay. Um, and he has like a full set of like red hair, okay. 
where I'm not too wor- worried about that stuff. Mm-hmm. If if they got because I'm thinking about Woody Harrelson. Well, Woody Harrelson I'm, is a great character actor, and he can go crazy. Oh yeah. Um. Sometimes we don't even know if he's acting or not. Uh. And he's, so he's a very versatile actor. And so I'm that one that part and Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. I I can see. Uh, I've seen enough movies where he's able to show off how big he can get, even though he's short. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the only thing I'm not excited about is that it's still under Sony. Like, this mm. isn't a Marvel movie. Right. Um, and that is the only thing I'm not excited about. And it has nothing to do with Spider-Man, which annoys me a lot. But Yeah. The, um, the lack of relationship between yeah. two and, obviously connected characters. Yeah, they're also the making a Black Cat and parallel. Silver Sable movie, which I don't know why those two characters are doing anything together. Because Black Cat, like her whole beef is with King Kingpin, mm. and it's like I I don't know. I just don't think Sony they're they're doing the DC where they have these names yeah, exactly. and they just want to throw them into movies. Uh, yeah. So that's some news there, and then uh, other. I have a correction to make, which on my la- on the last episode, which was a while ago, actually, um, we had said that Gal Gadot. It was rumored that Gal Gadot uh, said she wasn't going to be a part of Wonder Woman two if Brett Ratner's production studio was still a part of it. Uh, she came out and clarified that she did speak up about it, but she never threatened to quit. Mm. Um, and then when she spoke up about it, the rest of the people spoke up about it. And so when Rat Pack, that's Brett Ratner's company, when their lease was up um, to to help fund uh, DC movies, DC just didn't uh, opt back in. Gotcha. Um, so it wasn't as like as big as the articles were trying to make it. Okay. Um, or uh, sensation. Sensa- sensationalized. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't as as that. Um, okay. It was, but uh, she did speak up about it, though. She did say that she did voice uh, her issues with Brett Ratner, um, as well as other people on the studio. They they were like, yep, we, we agree with you on this. Um, yeah, so that was a correction. And then... Well, good on you Kevin Feige confirms 20 more Marvel movies. Uh, That's a... Okay, I love Marvel, but I just got to say, gosh, that's a lot of Marvel. Holy cow. Um, That's that's over years, though. (sighs) That's that's another phase. Just thinking about it, though. It exhausts you? Well... It gets me excited because it's like those facts when you learn, like, oh, the average human eat, consumes like this, how many gallons of sour cream in their lifetime? Yeah, and you're just like, that's so Ugh. much. But you're <laughs> yeah. like, but then when you go eat sour cream, you're like, I really like sour cream. <laughs> yeah, uh, that just means twenty more years of origins and adaptations. Order, I don't know what the problem origins is. and adap- will just become the Marvel show. At that that's point. true. Episode <laughs> nine thousand and fifty six. It's over nine thousand. It's over nine thousand. Is it really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Lizzie Copeland is joining the Gambit movie. Liz- Copeland, Copeland, Kaplan, Cap. Is it Cap? I think it's Kaplan. C O P. The only reason why I know this is, is because our friend Kevin, because Kevin talks about her whenever he can. He does. 
So I I'm will trust so that. I'm so sorry, bro. We're giving you away right hey, there. You know, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. No actresses' names. Unless <laughs> it's it had just been a long time since he read her name and yeah. has gotten it consistently wrong, because I do that too. Dude, the worst experience I had trying like not like not to laugh was someone kept referring to Joseph Gordon Levitt as Joseph Gordon Hewitt. Oh wow. At work one time. Also I'm pretty sure I said day. Gal Gadot again and it's Gal Gadot. So that's a correction I'm going You to know what there. though? Most people call her that. Yeah I know. So and at apparently least she doesn't like it, but Yeah. Bro that's not your fault. It's, it's not Gal Gadot. it's not Home Depot. It's Home Depot. Like Yeah, I, I know but you can't she's, be blamed for that. she's Israeli and so it's like I like her to name's... pronounce her name really white. I just call like, her Gal Gadot. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Oh, that's bad. Gadot. I don't want to see that about her. No, <laughs> oh, oh anyways, no, so back yeah, so uh this guy we were talking about Inception mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, you know that, that scene with uh Joseph Gordon, the, the the chick from Juno and Joseph Gordon Hewitt, and I'm like, you sound so. Uh, uh. Joseph Gordon Love it. Yeah, like, I know, but he he referred to him as such four times. I counted. I just it. don't and, know where Hewitt comes from. I don't know. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, know. which is weird. I guess. Oh, he also calls uh, Eobard Thawne. He calls he he, he called him. Uh, Edward Thane? No, I think he called him like Thune or something. Eobard Thune? I think yeah. he called him like Jim Carrey. It was yeah. really weird. <laughs> no, well, and it's, what's funny is this is someone who's actually pretty knowledgeable about the content, but he consistently kind of skews names on accident. That's weird. I haven't talked to this person the in a very thing, long time. No, he's weird, he's smart when it comes to this The this weird stuff. thing is like, like, Thawn is like one of the main parts of his name. Yeah, like T H A W N E. Not a lot of people refer to him as Eobard. Like, no, it's always like Thawne. Yeah, that's like that's a big part of the character. Yeah, to get so the I'm name just wrong. saying this is just this is just someone who gets names wrong. Just someone who gets names wrong. Uh, Jude Law is playing the lead male lead uh, lead opposite of Brie Larson in Captain Marvel. So Jude Law is playing Marvel, who is the original Captain Marvel, which I am so down for. Uh, and you are correct. Uh, Captain Marvel is set in the 90s, which I think we had talked about. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why she is not in... That's why the movie is able to take place between the two Infinity War movies. And I think it's going to. It's really important that happens in between them. Uh, because I, I am guessing that she shows up in the one that comes out in 2019. As hmm. a cosmic character. Hmm. Um, and then last... Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, it's a Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, it's a Archie comic series that kind of like the Afterlife with Archie, where they went zombies. Uh huh. They dove into like the more witchcraft uh, side of Sabrina and like the hmm. really dark stuff. Uh, it's going to be on. It's in the midst of being produced by Netflix to be a TV show. I would watch that. I mean, I loved I'm that dumb. show as a kid. Yeah. Were you allowed to watch that as a kid? Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's going to be way darker than that show. No, I but, know, but yeah. a lot of you know, a lot of Christian parents, they would just. I think we had we had the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Okay. No, my oh my family just with uh I like I watched Christy, Harry, that's Christy Swanson right? I think it's the one by Joss Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. Because Michelle Geller, Sarah Michelle Geller, was not in the movie. No, I'm pretty was, sure I'm pretty sure it's Christy Swanson. Yeah. Uh, uh, so no, I mean, my parents were never. It's it, it is so weird. I the the movies that my parents let me watch and not watch when I was a kid are it's I really 
I really think it comes down to my parents just didn't like the movie, and oh. so they came up with reasons for us not to watch it. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I I don't think my parents didn't like Lion King, or my parents didn't like Lion King. They I'm didn't like sure. it. I'm pretty sure because they were just like, no, you guys can't watch Lion King because you guys, you know like Circle of Life stuff. I was just like, what? You watch me watch Harry Potter, and yeah, uh, and then we could watch the first Indiana Jones and the third one, but not the second one. Um, that one made a little bit more sense. For which one? Uh, Temple of Doom. Oh yeah, that uh, that for a kid that's pretty yeah. graphic. And then we couldn't watch Pocahontas because she worships Mother Nature. I uh, mean, Indians did though. I know. I think it's I think, just. And then when I talked to my mom about, it, she's like, "I just didn't like that movie." <laughs> and I was just like, "Okay," because she let us watch. The, like we had the second one. We had Pocahontas too. Oh really? Yeah, where she goes. That's to, funny. When she goes to like England or something like that. I I didn't know there was a sequel. Is that sad? No, that's not sad that you didn't know that. It's sad that I Maybe it's have good. watched it many times. Oh, wow. I've also seen the second Aladdin movie more than the first one. That is a little sad. The, yeah. fir- the first Aladdin's great. It's incredible. So... Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so. I'm a l- when it comes to Disney movies, uh-huh. I'm probably in the minority in that my favorite 90s Disney movie was actually Aladdin, not Lion King. Lion King, or probably for Aladdin, me, Aladdin, Aladdin was 90s, correct? Yes. Very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, it might be Beauty and the Beast. That's a really good one, too. Yeah. I liked Lion King. I thought that. Uh, it's for me. It's a type it of beauty of, and the beast. It had a lot of uh, what am I trying to say here? It, it had a lot of um, A class superstars. Yes. In it. Yeah, that movie was the voice acting in that movie was like. And you had Elton John compose the score. Yeah. I mean, how can you get any bigger than that? And then. Yeah, because that was Billy Crystal and. Do you know who played Pumbaa? Was Billy Crystal in there? He's Timon. Um, Nathan Lane is one of them. I th- oh, no, no, I'm thinking of, who am I thinking of? No, I know Nathan, Nathan Lane is Timon. He's Timon, yeah. Why am I saying Billy Crystal? I know that Billy Crystal is- He's a crazy good voice actor. He's done a lot of stuff. But- oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That was a good, a good combination, Billy Crystal and John Goodman- in I I know a lot of people who don't Monsters like John Goodman, and I don't know who why. don't who don't like him. Yeah, I really like John. I Goodman. think John Goodman. I would put him among my favorite actors of all time. Actually, he's really good. He's awesome. I'll pretty much watch anything he's in. Yeah. He's versatile. Like he, he does is. crazy stuff. Um, yeah, Big Lebowski. If you've ever seen Jeff Bridges and John Goodman's other performances is so mm-hmm. random for them to both be in. Yeah. Like but they're really good in it. Oh yeah, they really are. So many kids are our age no Bridges, no Jeff Bridges as the dude. The dude. And the thing is that that movie is literally like the only thing that he's done that's like that. It is the only thing he's done that's like that and he has a resume a mile long. Yeah. It's just but it's the, just funny. I think it's also because that's Jeff Bridges' personality. Like he, like when he talks and he in real life, he says like in an interview, he said he was like that's the character he resonated the most with, huh? Was the dude? That's just how he like that's, that's the philosophy in life is the dude. So that's cool though. Yeah, I just know like my mom loved movies that he was in, like the Fabulous Baker Boys and was he uh, in the Fisher King. I'm not sure. 
And then uh, I think is it Baker Boys or Baker Brothers uh, with his brother with his brother, and then I believe Michelle Pfeiffer. And then he was in uh, that movie with Barbara Streisand. The mirror has two faces, which is like a big '90s rom com. So my yeah. mom watched that side of Jeff Bridges, Bridges, yeah. And then I know all my friends were watching, of course, Big Lebowski. And as I got older, like Iron Man and other things that I think oh, Tron yeah, Legacy, Tron. Yeah. I knew Jeff Bridges from Tron. Okay. Um, that's where I knew him from. Like I said, though, his resume is crazy. Yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, and then last on the news is uh, Thor Ragnarok just surpassed Wonder Woman uh, in box office. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because I still have people telling me that Wonder Woman broke records. And I said, Wonder Woman broke records for early part of the year. Which is cool, uh, but these other superhero movies are still making more. Um, Homecoming beat her out in the box office, and so did oh, did it? Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Um, the Why only did one, I think that, that the only Wonder Woman destroyed movie, that movie? Uh, it didn't. Because Wonder Woman didn't do well overseas. It oh. did really well here in domestic. Overseas it didn't, whereas Spider-Man Homecoming and Thor Ragnarok did really well overseas. It's They're Marvel movies. Um, surprisingly, I think... I think Wonder Woman did beat Guardians 2. That makes sense. Um, Wonder Woman is a better movie than Guardians 2. Uh, I hate to say it, but yeah, I think it is. <laughs> um, it doesn't sound right when you say it. You have to think about it for a moment. Because Guardians 1 is so good. Yeah. Um, and Marvel is so superior. Yeah. And it you know, yeah. hurts and me to was, say it as I a DC fan, about, but it's true. I was thinking about Thor Ragnarok because when I... When I came out of Thor Ragnarok, I went. I was entertained by Thor more than Wonder Woman. Oh, but, dude, absolutely. But there is a chance that Wonder Woman was a better movie consistently. And then I thought about it, and I went, no, the third act of Wonder Woman is is really lazily put together. Um, yeah. And it starts to... It's the weakest part of the, the movie. It's the weakest part of the movie. And so you're really entertained by the first part. This, the middle is the action scenes, and then the last part is like a combination of the first two parts. Mm-hmm. And to me, when I think about more, I think that's why I was so put off when I left that movie, was the third act. Right. The third act really bummed me out. Yeah. Um, whereas with Thor Ragnarok, that's- even though the third act, I know a lot of people complain about the fight scene, I thought how he- I don't at all. Yeah, I like it. I like that he didn't use brute strength. To finish the fight, that it was he actually thought strategically, and then his- what Marvel movies are people comparing it to when they say that the third act of Thor Ragnarok is weak? That is a bad ass ending scene. <laughs> yeah, that's Compared actually to what the rest of the Marvel movies. Which besides the, the Doctor act- Strange Loki s- yeah. scene, that the ending scene, and then of course, uh, what's his name? The guy we love to quote Korg, Korg, yeah, and all that. Like that's what I remember most. Yeah, and. I, and of course, whenever Man, when the immigrant, immigrant song, song comes yeah. on, when he has the lightning ability. Oh. oh, Chris, we are spoiling so much right now. It's all good. Okay, <laughs> you haven't seen it. Uh, Out of context, I don't think we've. Given I don't much think we away. did. Okay, we but, didn't say too much. Um, no, it's just such a fun ending. Yeah, I guess if you're being a total bum about the ending, it's it's a really fun ending. It's a fun movie. Like that's, and so I I. The ending of Wonder Woman is not fun, and it's that's not. and that's kind of why I that's why I say it. Yeah, is because Wonder Woman is a good movie. 
I still wasn't as initially put off by Ares as everyone else was. Yeah. I see it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it when it happened, I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, whenever I think of gods or deities, I just presume they can take on pretty much any form they want. So yeah, and I did too until. But that doesn't he, necessarily make it satisfying. Until he didn't change his form, <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, he can be any form he wants," which is why he looks like a a a twig of a dude who uses a cane to walk around. I was like, "Okay, yeah, that makes sense." He like like you said, he can use any form. But when he transformed, he just put on like metal armor and was the same dude. And I went, "Nope, like yeah. that's not no no that's not Aries." I'm sorry, I just won't accept it. It's like Gaston. I won't accept the live version of Gaston. Which I haven't seen. Yeah, neither have I. I won't. Uh, and, yeah. So that's, that. the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. I I can see a lot more people going into Thor Ragnarok, having a more, more of a fun time, and going, man, I really want to see this again. Just the colors, the costume design. I was talking with a friend of mine tonight um, about how... The costume design is literally, literally like Jack Kirby, like Jack oh, Kirby yeah. to a T. And the way they jump right off in the pastel yeah, colors. Yeah, exactly. I love the pastel colors in Marvel movies. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy nails that, of course. Yeah, which is why I think people compare Thor Ragnarok so much to the Guardians movies in terms of tone and, and, I mean, and they're, style. They're very similar. Yeah, very similar. But I thought Thor Ragnarok was, I would say, would you say almost as good as Guardians One? Way better than Guardians Two? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I put it in my top five. If I didn't put Thor Ragnarok in my top five, it's in my top six. It's number six. I'm trying to think what it would have. Been I think out, I though. put it in my top five. I think I moved out another one. I'm trying to remember. Did we discuss this? Probably. Um, I'm pretty sure I replaced a former yeah five spot with Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that dropped this last two weeks. And it's big. Uh, was the Marvel Infinity War trailer, which is ooh, ooh we recommend yeah. so good. we recommend everyone go see it. Uh, Chris watched it right before uh, we did this. Um, Chris, I just I want to get your initial reaction. Uh, well, don't let me overhype it for you because my reaction to this trailer, I know already is way different than everyone else's. I know a lot of people that are like, it was okay. Um. So, so you, that wasn't my reaction. So if you I say that, it was fantastic. I won't judge you, Chris. I won't judge you. Okay. Um. Well, I haven't seen Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and you said something, and it would spoil it for me, which I didn't notice. Okay, that's fine. Um. I think it's. I don't know. I. Th- I, I think it's kind of interesting that it's coming out. It's coming out before the Black Panther movie, right? Nope. Black Panther comes out in February. Oh, okay. Okay. And the Infinity that War makes, comes out. That makes and, sense. Yeah. We're going to see, so a lot of that's going to, um, it makes sense to me because I've read the comics, um, but that whole, the whole scene with Black Panther and stuff, I'm positive all that stuff is going to make more sense after the movie. So the bad guy. Thanos. Thanos is yeah. collecting Infinity Stones, right? Yes. So don't, do the Guardians have one? Uh, no. The Guardians don't have one. Uh, at this point. And as far as we know, so I won't go into spoilers, um, or possible spoilers. I actually don't know. Uh, so as far as we know, uh, Nova Corps, which were in the first 
Guardians movie, they're the ones that helped like stop. Um, they tried help helping the planet stop. Uh, what's his face? Big blue dude. Oh, um, why did I forget his name? I never forget this guy's name. Uh, the bad guy in the first Guardians movie. Uh, he had that purple, the purple gem thing. Oh, uh, and so the yeah. Nova Corps had that. And then the Tesseract, which is the blue one, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you saw in the trailer that Loki had it. And that's all I will say, um, because Loki has that one. Yeah, I remember um, that scene vividly. Yeah. And then Vision has one in his head. Yep. And the collector, well, I the mean, collector had- at first. The collector had the red one, and the collector was in the first Guardians movie- um, and at the end, the collector called Thanos' group, saying that he had it. Um, so I'm pretty sure Thanos has that through that. Uh, and then Doctor Strange has the time gem, which is the green one. It's in his eye. And then there's one last one called the soul gem. And I'm pretty sure, and this is based, this is all based off of what I've seen from the trailer and what I know of what's uh, from the trailers of the Black Panther movie, I'm pretty sure the soul gym is in Wakanda, which is why... That would make sense. Which is why yeah. Thanos' army is attacking Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I can see that is because in the trailer we see a scene where Black Panther is in like this weird blue desert, and he's like walking in a white robe towards like a Black Panther, uh, which they can explain as the soul of the Panther God is in the... Uh, he, you're able to commune with it with the soldier. That's gotcha. the only thing that I'm. That's all assumption. That none of that's based in fact, but that is my theory of what's happening there. Does that make sense? I buy it. That sounds. That sounds pretty yeah. close. Yeah, um, I mean. Uh... So that is that is why he is on Earth, because he's trying to collect that. Okay. Yeah. And no, it looks really cool. What we have seen in the trailer is that he has the purple gem and he has the blue gem. Uh, so the purple gem is the power stone, which means he, he wrecks the Nova Corps and he gets that purple gem back. Uh, and we saw in the trailer Loki has the Tesseract in his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I am assuming that either he offers that up in sacrifice as to save someone or he is Loki again and offers that in protection of, of himself. Of course, yeah. Um, we don't know. There was a lot of character development in Thor Ragnarok that I don't want to spoil for people. But, right. Um, so there's a lot of things going on there. We see someone ripping, I don't think it's Thanos, but we see someone ripping the mind gem out of Vision's head. Uh, right. We don't see anyone taking the time gem, and we assume that the battle... Uh, at the end is the battle for the soul gym. Right. So, uh, the one thing I want from this movie is everyone to lose. That is what I want from this movie. Yeah. I want Thanos to show up. I want. I will Thanos- cry like a little baby if Cap dies. Oh my gosh. I was <laughs> talking to AJ and I said, I am not ready for us to have Chris Evans as Captain America die. No. Like, I am not ready. And I don't know if I can be ready. I don't know if I ever will be ready. Uh, but I was just watching Winter Soldier again, and I was like, this guy is Captain America. Yeah. Like, he 
When I think about Captain America, I think of Chris Evans. When I read Captain America, I now read it in Chris Evans' voice. And yeah. I it's going to be a sad day when we lose Captain America. He he's too perfect. Yeah. But Chris has signed on for a few more fil- uh, fil- th- His contract films, ended right? and it ends with It already ended. This, it's either ends with this movie or the next one. Okay. Um so all I know is that, like Thanos is the big bad. Yeah. He's the I big think bad. You're, I think you're right though. I think actually um I think it said he had two more left in his contract and and that included Infinity War. Yeah. So um but yeah, so Thanos is the big bad and I as much baddie. as I love these characters like he needs to wreck. Someone's got to die. We need this movie ending with Thanos leaving on his own accord. That is that is how we need the end of this movie to go. And so our heroes Who do you want to die? Iron Man. Yeah. Um and I I love Robert Downey Jr, but I think He's the, the I think the group would take the most from him dying. Yeah, and I just at this point he's the one that if he died, I would be like, okay. Um because when he was in Homecoming, I was kind of tired. Yeah. Uh it's been too much Iron Man. Yeah. Um I enjoyed him in Civil War because it was seeing a different side of him and it was him trying to come to grips with a lot of things. Yeah, I think it would be kind of lame to kill off Hawkeye or Black Widow. Like a side character, and don't yeah. And honestly, don't kill off Hulk. We haven't done enough with Hulk, really. Yeah. There's been very little Hulk when you really think about it. Oh, there's been a little amount of Hulk, yeah. So that's what I That's what I think. I'm with you. Um, I, I don't I dislike can see the, Iron Man. I'm just, I mean, we yeah, know that I'm ready Ant for Man's not going to die. Uh... I can't see them killing off characters that they've introduced now. I can see them killing off Black Widow. Or killing off... I can see them killing off Hawkeye. Um, as long as they kill off a major player, too. Like Okay, those, that's what those, I meant. Those can't I mean, be the only yeah, characters right, to die. Like, yeah. They have to kill off a major character. And I, I could totally see that. A couple of side characters, too. Just don't have the big thing in the movie be Black Widow's death. Yeah. It's not, it's not good enough. No. Uh... So I'm excited. But when Cap dies, man, I want a good death. Oh, yeah. Like, it has to be. It's got to be after him completely wrecking someone. Yeah. Like just like kicking Bor- butt. It needs to be a Boromir death. Like where yeah. he just goes out fighting to the end. Yeah. 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 So yeah. anything else about the Infinity War trailer? Uh, Cap looks cool with long hair. <laughs> and a beard. I, I like Cap. Uh, hashtag Cap Saves Lives. Hashtag Cap, saves lives. cap Fan. Um, oh, the whole my favorite part of the so whole nice. trailer, and I say, like, I am the only one that I know that thinks this. Uh, like, if this part was in the trailer and the rest of the trailer wasn't that great, I would still love this trailer because of this one moment. And it's the moment that Peter Parker is on the school bus. Yeah, and with his the spider hair, sense. Yes, and his hair goes up and it points, and it's like, it's like our first, like, our first look at the spider sense mm-hmm. in the MCU. I got so, I think I got too excited, but I was really excited. And when I talked to someone about it, they're like, you're excited because his hair stood up? I went, you don't understand. That's the spider sense. It's the spider sense, and it was cool because, like, the hair pointed, and so that's when he, like, looked behind him. Yeah. And I was like, that 
that to me as a Spider-Man fan is really cool because it showed a, a part of the Spider-Sense that's like, it's I've never understood where he like he knows exactly where it is. It's like I understand they sense danger, but he always knows where it is, and that like that showed a little bit of like like a part of him actually physically points, um, yeah. which I thought it was pretty cool. No, it's it's cool to see things like that come alive. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, a little thing. Kevin Smith said he got really excited about when he first saw Batman Forever. Yeah, because. Really, comic book crossover in cinema did not exist. Yes. Like, between the superheroes or anything. Yeah. So he said he got so excited when Bruce Wayne says, oh, the circus must be halfway to Metropolis by now. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, we live in a world where we know there's more out there. And yeah. he's, he's like, it was just the simplest thing, but that's how hungry we get as fans yeah. when they drop those little gems in there. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh, dude, that's so cool that they're showing the Spider-Sense because they never yeah. really show that in the movies. They don't. Um, it's 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 su- suggested obviously because he's so quick. Yeah, but it's not just that. And and then going off of what you're saying is if you show this movie, if you showed this trailer to a random person, they'd be like, okay. But we have been invested in these movies for years, for years, for at least ten years, uh, and we have. This is the first one where all of the characters are on the screen together. Um, all the characters will be on the screen, which mm-hmm. is crazy. That's a lot of characters. That's yeah. 20 movies worth of characters are going to be on the screen together. Oh, yeah. Um, and if it's a mess, let it be a mess. I'm just excited that these characters are are there because I, I know the Russo brothers can play to each of the characters' characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's the Infinity War trailer. Yeah. Now let's get to the main topic, Cody. The main talk, the meat and the potatoes of this episode, which is I saw Justice League and you didn't. And yeah. And you don't really want to. I, I kind of decided I just don't want to see it. And so, I'm, I'm not excited to rip this movie apart, and I just know that's what's going to happen, and I don't want another sequel of Suicide Squad and BVS and, oh, that movie, you know, no no movie sucks as bad as Justice League or, you yeah. know, how many times we've referenced BVS when mm-hmm. we compare that level of suck to something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't need any more of that so in, you're my, gonna let in, me, in my life. I'm letting you You're gonna let me rip this to shreds solo. Solo shredding. Yeah. I'm this is a solo. This is an Andrew Cooper solo. This is, this is a, uh, Andrew Cooper shreds. Uh, oh, there's so much I can do. Like there is just this you know movie. what? I'll, I'll even move the microphone away <laughs> from my face. Uh, okay. Uh, I did, uh, There's just, from the beginning, it just it starts out with a Batman Forever-esque, or I would Batman and Robin-esque scene, where it's like, oh, we're trying to do Batman 19, or 1989. We're trying to do the Batman 89, uh, and it's hokey, and it's cheesy, and it doesn't fit. Um, and there's this. Okay, I gotta interrupt. Elaborate yeah. what you. So what you mean. Batman's on the rooftop. Like, the the movie starts out. Uh, the main part of the movie starts out with a thief stealing something out of a house, on a, and there's a rooftop access. And as he's leaving, Batman shows up in a very slow motion. Like, that is another criticism I have. One of the many of this movie is Batman's action is the slowest we've ever gotten. And it is painful. It is like he is rolling on the ground. Um, 
I, it's like he's wearing a weighted suit of 100 pounds. Like, everything he does is so slow compared to BVS where we had the awesome warehouse scene. Uh, you don't get that once in this movie. You don't get that once with anyone. Um, Damn, that's kind of a disappointment. Yeah, and so he fights this burglar, and he, like, knocks him over the edge, and he's the guy's like... Oh, what are you doing? Like, I'm afraid. And he's like, good. They smell fear. Like, they like the smell of fear. And you're like, okay, this whole scene has been weird. Danny Elfman kind of brought in the 89 theme again, but, like, in a weird way. Like, it wasn't really great. Uh, and you can tell the entire background's, like, fake. And it it just didn't sit well with me. Like, I, I went, this isn't good. Uh the beginning, the very beginning, starts with a, a video recording, like a camera phone recording, and not like our good cameras on our phones, but like a 2011 camera phone uh, looking video quality of these kids interviewing Superman saying, uh, oh, how great is it to be Superman? Uh, why? What do you care about most on Earth? And like Superman smiles. And the kid's acting is really bad. It reminds me of the kid's acting in Superman 4 where he's like, he's like, oh, I know who I'd rather write a letter to who would do some good. And it's like, that's how it, that's how it felt. Like, that's how the, the kid's The dumb, act- overdubbed kid. Yes, that's how, uh, it was so bad. Um, the CG is not great. Steppenwolf is totally CG. And I realized that I saw the Thanos in the Infinity War trailer and I went, he is all CG, but why why do I care more about what he looks like? Why like why isn't it bothering me as much? And it's the eyes. In in the in Infinity War, you can clearly see that they focused they gave character and soul to Thanos' eyes. Uh Steppenwolf is it's just glazed over. He's just a CG character. He's just CG to the max. He's all CG. That's all he is. Um and so he goes and he's coming for the mother boxes, which they don't really explain. Like I know as a comic book fan what a, what a mother box is. I know what Dark Side is. And this is the weird part is as a comic book fan, I know what these things are. But as a person just watching these mo- this movie, like it doesn't explain anything, but then it tries to explain everything. And every person's moment of doing things, someone like verbally explains why that happened and what like what they're doing like it's just too much exposition um and all the characters i would say except for two all the characters are bad the character Hmm. development's bad uh flash is bad batman's bad aquaman's bad cyborg's the best one Superman. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. So the character who I'm like, yeah, I don't even <clears throat> care about him much in the first place. Exactly. And that's how I went into the movie. And I was like, I'm going to hate this character, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I didn't. I'm actually reading the New Teen Titans graphic novel, the 1980, where they introduced Cyborg, Cyborg for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm still annoyed that he's not on the Teen Titans. Like, that still bothers me. I think he was out of place in this movie, mm-hmm. but he was an out of place character that I enjoyed. 
uh, because it starts out with his whole like, I hate this. I hate my dad for making me who like making it me into this because I'm now just a robot. Like this sucks. Everyone's afraid of me. Uh, and it develops like as he's interacting with the team, he gets more. He finds more character in himself. Like and it started out with the the. I've got this, Alfred. And he's like, I've got you. And then by the end of it, like, he he had more personality. There's a scene with him and Superman where they destroy the mother boxes. And, like, it, like, explodes. And Superman, Superman's, uh, they have a little dialogue. This is, I actually enjoyed this part where Cyborg and Superman are, like, tearing apart these mother boxes. Mm-hmm. And Superman goes, uh, like, are we going to survive this? Like, the, will this blast kill us? And Cyborg's like, no, I think we can handle it. And Superman's like, good. I'm glad, like, I'm happy to be alive again. Uh, like, I don't want to die anytime soon. <clears throat> and then, like, the explosion happens and Superman's on the ground. He's like, I take everything back. Like, this hurts so much. I wish I would die. And then Cyborg's like, yeah, it hurts so much. Like, I've, like I can't even feel my lower body. And he's mm. like, how is this even possible? Uh, and... I mean, it was better dialogue than what I just said, but you saw more of Cyborg's personality come out, and he started making he started making those jokes. And then at the end, he did say "booyah," and it was like it was like, okay, this is Cyborg. This is a Cyborg. I'm excited mm-hmm. for where Cyborg is going from now on. I'm not excited for where anyone else is going. Batman, uh, Ben Affleck phoned in his entire performance. Oh gosh, uh, really? Phoned it in. It is horrible. Like it is cringy the uh. entire time. Uh, Wonder Woman's fine, except for she keeps bringing up her dead boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> like she brings up Steve Trevor about three or four times in this movie, and it's like he died in 1942, and it's 2017. That yeah, like, okay. I know people who I know senior citizens whose spouses yeah. passed away. Yeah, they were dating someone within a year or less. Yeah, it was weird. Like. People do not, yeah. People do not mourn um, that long. Yeah, what, the, what seventy to a hundred years? Superman coming back to life was kind of cool. There was a there was a scene where he fights the Justice League because he lost his humanity, mm-hmm. and then it became really uncool because the way he got his humanity back was seeing Lois, and she's the one that gives him humanity. I was just like, Ugh, bleh. oh, that's yucky. I was like, is this is just cheesy as I'll get out? Um, they kept referring to Lois as the big gun. I was like, okay, we're just going The big gun? Yeah. Batman's like- Because we always call her that. Yeah. He's like, I've got the big gun. That's ready. awful. Yeah, it was bad. Um, and Flash is horrible. Like, he's the comedic relief. You did tell me that. That's the only thing you told me about all this and that I- he- Had to know ahead of time is how bad Flash might be. Like, he doesn't do anything. He literally doesn't do anything. And it bothers me so much. Uh, he, he has super speed and trips on everything. So it's like, (laughs) so it's like, okay. That's just stupid. Uh, he has zero social skills. Like Barry Allen is like not the best at social skills, but he's okay. And this guy just like. He's not inept. He's just so bad. Um, Ezra Miller isn't Barry Allen in any way. I would say he's not even a good Wally West. Like, Wally West still has personality mm-hmm. and charm, whereas this, he didn't. And I understand, like, I know a lot of people who liked him that aren't Flash fans. And I just, I couldn't. 
like any every time he was on screen, I just I was so annoyed um, with how he acted, how he did things. Um, he didn't do anything at one point. He runs through. Uh, he runs through the parademons. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fight them, but he runs through them and they explode, and he like gets green on him, like green blood, and he's like, "Oh, this is gross." <sighs> and that is so weak. I feel like, like that sort of that sort of thing has been done a million times. Yeah, where the hero does something crazy, and then there's just some sort of cheesy, yeah. comedic, and they oh, do, they I'm do covered thing, in the guy's blood now. They do a thing where he grabs Wonder Woman before falling, and then he lands on her boobs. That's in the movie. That's a great scene. That wow. needed to be there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and that's the thing. There's just so many that's scenes. so simple. There's so many scenes in this that don't need to be. Even the fight scenes. Like it's like, why are we here? Why why are we in this fight scene? Why are the people doing what they're doing? Like what's happening? Why is everyone's what's everyone's role here? Mm-hmm. And it really hurt because then I went and saw like like I was saying, I just saw Winter Soldier again. And there is a purpose to every like scene in that movie. Mm-hmm. And every everything anyone does, there is a purpose to that. Mm-hmm. And this was a movie where that wasn't the case. It just Someone, this was like a fan-made video of DC characters. That is what it felt like the entire time. Um, I'm glad I didn't see it. This all sounds worse than BBS in certain ways. In certain ways, but the movie is more coherent than BBS. Makes more sense, just in general. The scenes I liked, I liked more than BBS. Okay, okay. I Superman smiles. It's the best Superman since Man of Steel that we've gotten. Um, I would say he's even better than he was in Man of Steel. It That's is like, good. It is true Superman. The only thing is they... Oh, wait, he, Superman's alive? I thought he was dead, though. Yeah. The marketing for this movie is so, so bad. <laughs> um, no, he... So at the end, he, he goes off with Lois... Uh, the big gun. The big gun. Uh, to, That's he lame. Goes, he goes to the farm and then his. I uh, find it funny that like. What a lame. They nickname. go back to the farm before going to go see his mom, first. Mm-hmm. I find that funny. I'm just like, I understand Superman went there because he thought his mom was going to be there. So, uh, like he goes there and he's like starts he starts to remember everything and he's like, I guess he's like you know what I really. I'm going to go save the world. And like he he is more optimistic in that. He's like mm-hmm. he's like I'm like I have to do this. Like I can't not do this. Uh and then the rest of the gang are fighting Steppenwolf uh and getting their butts kicked by Steppenwolf. And Superman literally shows Whenever up. Whenever I hear that name I just think of the band that sang Born to be Wild. Really? Yeah, it was <laughs> going. Uh Superman shows up and just single-handedly just punches Steppenwolf to the ground and just annihilates Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. Annihilates. Not even a contest. Not even close. Uh, and then halfway through him fighting, um, Steppenwolf has created these like weird tentacle, like darkness things from the mother boxes. And Superman's like, "There's people all around here. I have to go save them." And so, like halfway through the battle, Superman's like, "I'm going to go save some people." And so he leaves. And it's like they really did that. 
only because Superman would have ended the fight right there, and they they wanted this movie to go on. Weak. Uh, and so he goes and he saves like an apart like an entire apartment building of people. Like he picks up the building and takes it. It's like okay, this is cool Superman stuff. Uh, and then he comes back and they yeah, just that's lame because the whole Superman playing firefighter thing is a thing, but he never interrupts a fight to do it. That's dumb. Uh, and so then he gets back to this fight, and the Justice League were getting their butts kicked again. Yeah, and he comes back and he finishes the fight. Uh, and then he goes and he tears apart the mother boxes and everything's fine. And then Batman buys a bank. Oh gosh. Okay, I think I've heard enough. <laughs> uh, oh, one last thing. Mm-hmm. One last thing. Uh, there was a cool part, which was they showed when Steppenwolf first came to the Earth a millennia ago, and there was the Amazonians, there were the Atlanteans, and then oh. there was the uh, the and then the gods of men. I think were okay, and they fought and kept him at bay, and after that he dropped the three mother boxes that he needed. Okay, and so they gave them. To everyone. They gave one to the Atlanteans, they gave one to the Amazonians, and they gave one to the men. Uh, coolest part is the Green Lantern is there. Uh, oh. Gets his butt kicked instantly. But that. Oh, but, the, but how they do it actually makes me excited for the Green Lantern movie, because the special effects were actually good. Probably the best special effects in the whole movie. Even though the, okay, even though the rest of the special effects sucked? Yes. Okay. Um. So in this scene, though, once they give the mother boxes, the... The Amazonians have this vault that are guarded by, like, 20 to 30 Amazonians, and it's all locked up, and it's secret. No one gets into it. The Atlanteans take theirs to, like, an underground, like, an underwater, like, water prison, in a sense, which is guarded by, like, 20 to 30 Atlanteans. The men dig a three-foot hole in the middle of the woods and throw it in there. That's cool. That is what... And out of the three mother boxes that gets taken last, it's the men's. Mm-hmm. The, it's the it's the man. There's the one that they threw in the three inch, the three foot hole. That is, yeah. Uh, it was just like that's that was so stupid. Um, and then the last thing is Aquaman started out cool and then became one of the worst characters in the movie by the end. Hmm. Well, yeah. That's my take. I'm I glad gave, I haven't seen it. I then. gave this movie like a. F- Five and a half or a six. That's why I gave it. I was able to watch it, but I really didn't enjoy my time. Hmm. Yeah. And then to well, that is my cool you saw it. shredding. I would say I could have shredded more. I could have I could have gone on for a long time. Yeah. But I think we should move on to our favorite recent reads. Yeah. Um. You know. I would say like a like two because we've we've got a lot. Yeah. Um. And so we'll give you our our Mick pick two for uh Mick, for two. Mick pick for two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So what was yours? Um, Tell me yours first. Mine was I read the Ed Ed Brubaker Captain America. Yeah, you've been raving about that one. Um. So I read the Winter Soldier, the like introduction of Winter Soldier and everything. Really good stuff. Um, I'm glad for what the movie is. I'm glad that they didn't try to recreate the comic because the comic would be, it would be really confusing. That's uh, usually the form. case. That's usually why they make movies yeah. simpler. And so it, like I read the comic and then I was like, I have to go watch the movie now. And so <sighs> that's why I went and That's why it. you did it. Yeah. And then I am, uh, I read the Injustice Year 4. 
which focused on uh, Dark Side tried invading Earth, and so the heroes who were fighting against each other had to focus on fighting Dark Side, and mm-hmm. the <clears throat> they actually fought the the Greek gods. So like oh. Zeus showed up, Zeus like showed up and kicked butt. Mm-hmm. Like the only reason uh, Zeus was able to stop is because. He's the All Father, and then the Forefather, who is like the Space Zeus, mm. uh, he shows up and he's like, "You're going to stop this right now," um, and so he does. But, but he like he he like stops Superman, like he has way more power than Superman does. Wow, um, that's pretty OP. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was good. Two traits. Awesome. Um, I've, I've read a number of things actually in the last couple of weeks. Uh, my very favorite was Vader Down, which is a great Star Wars comic book. Really good. Um, I know you've read this one. It's one of your favorites, right? Mm-hmm. And then I also- has one of my favorite lines that Darth Vader's ever said in it. All I'm surrounded by, by is fear, fear and, dead, and men. dead men. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so basically, okay, before I go in, into any synopsis of that book, um, you haven't mentioned- that synopsis on this show, have you? I don't think so. I, I think we've just talked about it, uh, just uh, as friends and roommates. Yeah, R- roommates, roomies. roomies. Um, and then I read the first volume of Poe Dameron, which mm-hmm. I really liked a lot. Yeah, I thought that was. I'll start with that one just because I just liked knowing more about Poe. Yeah. Um, and you get to see what a fantastic leader he is. Mm-hmm. And, and you get that by the third one is. You get that even more. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. keep going. I'm totally hooked. Um, I liked, I liked all the characters they introduced too. I wasn't, I wasn't really um, irritated with anyone. Who is, darn it, who uh, who is the uh, the Carrion Spike pilot again? Uh, that guy's oh name. Oh my gosh, I always forget his name. The stormtrooper commander dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's Agent something. Yeah, he was kind of. I mean, throwaway is a harsh word, but I, I I thought he worked well enough with the story because mm-hmm. it is a side story. You don't need the big baddie villain. He was just an no. obstacle. Yeah. Um, um. I I don't want to spoil too much, but he shows up again. I'm I, I'm yeah. sure. I'm yeah. kind of counting on that. But yeah. So, uh, Poe apparently he does run into trouble a lot, and mm-hmm. he almost. I, I remember what you and Kevin were saying the other day about how he gets captured a lot mm-hmm. and or face-to-face yeah. with danger a lot. And he thinks that he can talk him with himself out, and it's like, he can't. Yeah. But And it, it just showed me in Force Awakens when he gets captured, <laughs> and then he's he's like, who like talks so how, first? how do we do Yeah, who, how do we do this? Who talks first? Like, yeah. It's like, I can't hear what you're saying. It's like really hard to hear you with that mask on. And yeah, because he doesn't know what he's doing when that happens. No. Like, yeah. He's just like, oh, man, how do I get out of this? Right. Yeah. Um, so that was fantastic, but I thought Vader Down was amazing. So basically, it starts off in space, mm-hmm. and Vader, in his TIE fighter, his special TIE fighter, runs into the ro- the uh, Rebellion fleet, mm-hmm. and who should it be but Luke Skywalker, who rams his damn X-Wing <laughs> into Vader's TIE, TIE fighter, fighter. And they both crash down to the planet, mm-hmm. and Vader can pick up that it's that it's the same pilot as the pilot who blew yes, the Death Star, yeah. and then basically, and at this point, Vader knows it's his son. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> basically, the whole um, 
book is just Vader kicking everyone's butt. Yeah. It's it's unbelievably cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the fact that he was taking down, like, sh- like, well, not so much. Well, I guess yeah, ships, and then mm-hmm. and then uh, hit the mic. Ships and artillery vehicles and troops and basically just exploding everything around him with his mm-hmm. mind, um, even more so than Rogue One, just showing yeah. what Vader can really do. Yeah. And like you said, there's tons of great lines. That mm-hmm. was the best one. I thought the fear and death. It's the most like chilling. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I thought uh, what they did with Doctor Afra and Han Solo and all the side characters was pretty. That's cool. the one with the Hornets, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that was all really cool. And then I enjoyed uh, the fight between Vader and Carbon. Carbon looks funny to me. Yo, the the um, the Mon Calamari, Mon Calamari cyborg. cyborg. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was cool. Mm-hmm. It, it, I just thought he was kind of funny. He just looking. wrecks him. Yo, yeah, right. he destroys yeah. him. Yeah. Um, trying to remember what else I thought about that. It shows how cunning Leia is. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic. Um, plenty of you know Han banter. That's the Wookiee fight too, right? Where Chewie yes. takes out the the black Wookiee. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty positive, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Ch- Chewbacca, is it Dengar that he fights? Dengar, in- yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> for some for some reason, I was thinking about like what other big dude uh, attacked Chewbacca in one of the other Star Wars r- runs, and it was it's Dengar, yeah. Pretty um, sure. Pretty sure. But. Anyways, I thought that Vader Down was by far the best single Star Wars trade that I've read besides Shattered Empire, which yeah. I kind of stick out of time because it is a fan service trade. Shattered Empire? Yeah, in the yeah. best in the best way possible. I mean, it, good good yeah. fan service. Like it's it was built for that. Yeah. yeah. Um but Vader Down as far as fitting into all the other trades that I've read mm-hmm. in the regular Star Wars run and in the Vader run. He does a it, good job. It was so fun. Yeah. Awesome. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Yep. Uh, so just want to thank you guys for tuning in this week. Yes, Next thank week, you. join us for Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Nothing but Star Wars. On that, we bid you adieu. Peace. Peace.